Episode number 768, Class Reunions. You're listening to the official BNI Podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI Podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the Chief Visionary Officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you and where are you? Well, I recently did a live Ask the Founder for the U.S. Membership Drive winners uh, throughout the United States, and this week I am at the Transformational Leadership Council event which happens to be in Austin for the first time, but it's at the Miraval Hotel. And uh, so I'm at the Miraval this week, um, hanging out with Jack Canfield and John Gray and some other amazing people who are part of the Transformational Leadership Council. I know you love that. So that's really neat. I do. It's an amazing organization. Yeah. Okay, great. What are you going to tell us about these class reunions? Well, many uh, countries throughout the world have class reunions uh, for high school and, and sometimes college. And I was recently interviewed on the radio um, by somebody who asked me questions about, you know, what do you do at a class reunion? How do you make it worthwhile for yourself? So what I'm going to do, Priscilla, is something I don't usually do. I'm going to share the question I was asked and my answer to each of the questions. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I thought I thought it might be interesting for this uh, podcast because it was a, a live interview, which you know is not online and nobody else can hear it. So uh, I thought this might be of value. The first question I was asked were some tips uh, for the elevator pitch when somebody asks, you know, what have you been up to? What do you do? And so um, here were my answers. The first and foremost. Don't do an elevator pitch in an actual elevator. It's, you know, it's, it's not the idea with an elevator pitch. The idea with an elevator pitch is to tell people what you do in a very, very short period of time. And it's important in that elevator pitch or what we in BNI often call our weekly presentation is to make it tight. Keep it simple. Don't try to say everything you do in a short amount of time. Don't use jargon. Share your unique selling proposition, which I've talked about in previous podcasts. Um, you want to talk about what makes you different. And um, mo more important than anything else, uh, you want to um, be very clear about what things will look like after you do what you do. Not just, you know, I'm, a, I'm an accountant, I'm a lawyer, but what do things look like after you do what you do? And go back and look at some of the podcasts I've done on passing the eyebrow test, because that makes a really good elevator pitch. The eyebrow test was an idea that was given to me by Sam Horn, who is a fellow TLC member, and I'm seeing her this week. Um, she wrote the book, Someday is Not a Day of the Week. And um, the eyebrow test is when you, know, when you say something about what you do, do the eyebrows go up or do they go down? If they go up, you got their attention. So those are some of the things that you want to say in a good elevator pitch. The next question I was asked was about um, body language. I was asked about, you know, somebody's body language. Is there a way that you want to stand 
subliminally that invites people to come on over and to talk to you or to have a conversation with you. Most of you, I hope, know about the material I've written about open twos and open threes and open groups. That's really, really important. You always want to uh, be in a stance that is inviting. So if you know if you have the God view and you're looking down, uh, you know you're in an open two or an open three. You're not in a closed group where or a closed discussion with somebody where you're perpendicular to the other person and nobody can step in. Um, but there's more to it than just than just the open two, open three. Uh, making good eye contact throughout the conversation is really important. I've talked about Richard Branson many times in my podcast. So one of the things I really am amazed about with him is he he has fantastic eye contact. He's not looking around the room for the next person that he wants to talk to. He is really focused on talking to you. And that is so important. Uh, I think it's important that uh, you have an arm movement, that you know, you're using hand gestures now. Not jazz hands. I don't know if you've ever heard of the expression, um, Priscilla, jazz hands, uh-huh. you know, where your hands are just like constantly moving. But you want people to know that you're engaged in the conversation. And facial expressions are really important. You know, as you're having a conversation with somebody, showing that you're interested is really, really important. The next question they asked me was, uh, should you keep the conversation light? How personal should you get? I thought that was a really interesting question from the host. My answer was that contextual intelligence is key here. How well you knew them in school should determine how deep you go in a conversation. If you knew each other well, it's okay to get more personal than if you barely knew them. If you barely knew them, you know, don't try to go deep and go personal with somebody that you barely knew. Now, of all the questions this host asked the next one was the craziest here it is how drunk should you get (laughs) yeah my answer was don't get drunk at any event as a rule of thumb that's dumb don't get drunk at any networking event now i've seen people do it and they don't walk away with people being, being very impressed so I know it's a reunion. It's a little lighter than a business event, but yeah, don't, don't get intoxicated. It's always a bad idea uh, at any kind of networking event. And the next question he asked was, what should you do if you're feeling nervous about going? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good question and probably a question that a lot of us might feel. You know, I think a lot of people get nervous about something like a reunion. And so my advice was, Reach out to a couple of your friends from school. If you're, if you're nervous about going, reach out to a couple that you maybe that you've kept in touch with and see if they're going. And if so, make sure to meet with them as soon as you get there. Right. And that'll help you push past the nerves that you might have. Because if you meet somebody that was you were a good friend with in high school or in college before you go to the reunion, then you're going to feel more comfortable walking into the reunion. Two or three more questions that he had that I think were... Uh, worth going over here today. Um, The next one was, if you're looking to go to a networking event, how can you become an opportunity magnet, he said, at your class reunion? My answer was pretty brief. It was, don't sell to them. You know, it's not time to have a sales seizure at at a reunion. You don't go there to sell to your past classmates. It's like most networking events, you know, a lot too many people use networking as a face-to-face cold calling opportunity and you you don't want to do that. 
it's it's an opportunity to reconnect with people which leads into the to the next question he had which was should you ever try to sell your product or service um and the answer to that a reunion is no absolutely don't desperation is not referable it's not saleable uh, so don't use a reunion as a, an opportunity to go sell to people i've gone to class reunions where i've had people do that it just doesn't work it's great to reconnect there was one person in particular, a college class reunion that I went to, th that I reconnected with somebody. We ended up doing business together, but it was, I didn't try to sell to him. He didn't try to sell to me that night. It was just a matter of reconnecting and, you know, reestablishing the relationship, which later led to uh, working together on something, which was the perfect way to do it, in my opinion. Two more questions. Should you update your LinkedIn page, he asked, or your social media before you go to the event? And the answer to that was, yes, absolutely. You should always keep your social media pages up to date because anyone who really wants to connect with successful people at the reunion are going to do a search on you to see how you're doing and what you're up to. And so I, I, I would definitely keep whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, or whatever social media platform you use, I would keep it up to date, particularly before you go to a reunion. And the last question that he had was, how do you follow up with revived contacts after the reunion? Do you reconnect on social media, ask for their phone, or what? And my answer to that was, um, you definitely want to reconnect. I would recommend that you ask for their card or ask for their social media moniker. What's What's their uh, social media name that they use? And connect with them either via social media or um, by email after you see them at a class reunion. It's always good to reconnect with old friends and to stay connected with old friends. I think that one of the advantages of technology today that we didn't have 20 or 30 years ago, certainly when I graduated from high school and college, is social media because I'm able to stay connected with people that I went to high school with or went to college with that I would never be able to do uh, had we not had the technology that we have today. So those were my answers about uh, class reunions. Priscilla, any thoughts before we wrap? I get spammed by classmates.com. I think it's a, a website. And I always feel kind of guilty that I haven't paid, you know, to be a member because I they send me these notices that so-and-so just looked at your picture or whatever. It's like, anyway, uh, I don't know if you, if that happens. Well, you get you spammed by them. Are they people that you know, or is it no, just, it's hey, the somebody company. looked at your The company does it. They're constantly sending me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, well, you know, I don't, I'm not on classmates.com. It may be a great site. It might be a good service. I can't speak yeah, to it right. effectively, uh, but I'm not on it. I'm on LinkedIn, as I'm sure most members know, and uh, Facebook, of course, uh, very active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with classmates. Yeah. Uh, I, I think honestly, I think from a professional perspective, LinkedIn is probably the place you want to be. Uh huh. Right. You know, Priscilla, they always have this little thing at the bottom of the email that says unsubscribe. Right. That's what I should do. It's a thought. <laughs> okay, Ivan. Good idea. That's all I have for today. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you so much for the great information and thank you for listening. This podcast is sponsored by MeisnerAudioprograms.com. 
These audio programs are going to provide you with the tools and the inspiration to powerfully enhance your BNI experience. So check out the great material available to you at MeisnerAudioprograms.com and use the promo code IVAN50 for 50% off of everything. All of the proceeds go to the BNI Foundation. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. Thank you.